Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Move Fast, Lift Heavy Podcast. This is co-host Joe Roscoe. Thanks again for tuning in. If you haven't yet, please just hop on over to rate the podcast. Just give one little love tap there on your star review rating. That really help with getting the word spread. While you're at it, if you want to leave a comment about it, we'd really appreciate it. The more love we get from you, the better the guest that we can get. And while we've had some awesome guests on the podcast so far, and we're hoping to continue to do so. If you haven't tried out Train with CH yet, go to mflhtrain.com and you can try out Christian's program, Train with CH, at a discounted rate, a special discount during the holiday season. In addition to the discount, you'll also get four weeks free of his abs challenge that he put together. If you like the gear that you see on our Instagram at MoveFastLiftHeavy, head on over to MFLHgear.com and get you some. All right. Enjoy the episode. Later. And welcome back to the Move Fast Lift Heavy Invitational. And I am with the incomparable Elijah Muhammad. What's going on, my brother? How you feeling today? Man, I'm good. How's it going, bro? Hey, man, I'm just happy to be here, man. Uh, last time uh, I saw you was at the Move Fast. Actually, no, I saw you down at... Tyler, uh, really? Last time I saw you. Last time I saw you was... Damn, I'm trying to think. Was it Wadapalooza was the last time I saw you? Might have been. It might have been. So mm-hmm. that was the last time I seen you. So, yeah. mind you, you were at one of the original uh, Move Fast Live Heavy Invitationals. I think that was the first one. You were at the first one. That was the first one? Yeah, so you were at the first yeah. one. Um, let's talk about that, man. How, how much growth have you seen as you as an athlete and in the brand itself throwing this event? Um, a ton, man. Uh, man, Christian has done a, a, a wonderful, inspiring job, you know what I'm saying, putting these things together, um, branding, you know, move fast, lift heavy uh, from where it started to where it's at now. Um, and just, you know, always want to support him, always want to, you know, just support him, make sure he knows he has my support. But this thing has, uh, has really taken off and grown to a, a very, very prominent brand in this in the space absolutely absolutely and while we're on the, the talk of brands you got a brand going yourself my brother let's talk let's shed some light on that my man what's going on with lift heavy come on let's go yeah. let's talk about it baby yeah all right so lift heavy often as an everyday is um is my online platform for like weightlifting and uh and then we do weightlifting seminars so i've been doing that since 2012 20 uh 2013 ish um been teaching weightlifting seminars and just basically spreading the the knowledge to crossfitters of how to implement weightlifting into their programming yes sir um and basically how to understand the most complex movement that we're going to see which is a squat snatch yes sir Um, so it's just basically a a teaching regimen of like hey this is how we do the movement this is how we incorporate the movement and then this is how we utilize the tool so that we can advance our fitness because i don't care who you are or what you've done but once you've learned the squat snatch the rest of the stuff becomes simple yes sir like you learn it faster so it's just like how do we get this into the gyms more where people aren't afraid to teach it aren't afraid to engage with it and then they can utilize it so lift heavy often started way back when um and it's it's grown i've been to probably 10 different countries um, teaching now um, all over the world from Iceland to Egypt to Australia oh that's beautiful um, so brother. yeah it's, uh, it's, it's picked up and it's grown it's been a blessing to have the CrossFit support um, so yeah that is the brand Lift Heavy often as an everyday hey man I love to hear it man I, uh, I, I've been a fan for a long time I actually got a chance to meet you at regionals years ago up in Connecticut man and, and that's where I originally met you and uh, 
was following you long before that, but I've seen the growth in you as an athlete and you as the brand, right? Now you got some joints on your feet, yeah. right? And let's, let's shed some light about the footwear that you have and what you're putting out with this brand. Yeah, so uh, Strike Movement, um, company based out of Canada, uh, reached out to me some years ago. They've been in the space for a really long time, about probably 10, 12 years. Um, but they were just looking to do something different, um, collab with some people. And so I talked to them and um, basically in 2018, I was like, hey man, if y'all willing to give me my own shoe, I'm game. Uh, former college basketball player, you know, everybody wants their own sneaker, their own shoe. Tennessee Tech, let's go. Yep, Tennessee Tech. Um, so they were like, hey man, we'll, we'll do that. We'll design a shoe for you. We'll give you your own shoe. Um, just give us some feedback on what you like, what you need, what you want, and you know, what you didn't like versus the other shoes that you've worn in the past. And so, um, they held up to their end of the bargain of uh, letting me design and uh, help design a shoe, which is the Easy Muhammad Hayes trainer. Um, it has done phenomenal things where we release um, and they sell out like within days. Um, we have partnered up with a lot of online uh, platforms, retailers that sell um, and they sell out. They've seen great feedback. So the community has really, really engaged in um, Easy Muhammad, the brand um, of the shoe. and. Um, it's doing good things, and so we're about to redrop, restock, and redrop the the gum bottoms um, that Ooh. I came out with. Yeah, okay. black and gum bottoms, and then um, November, December, maybe a little later, we'll release the the third colorway, the third pair of my uh, shoes, the Easy Muhammad Hayes trainers with okay. Strike Movement. So yeah, it's been a blessing, man. It's just you know we sit back and we we learn from the things that we're doing. Uh, of course, one of the biggest things for me is I watch how other people move, um, and I, and I take note and student of the game yeah like and so uh, a lot of people have been a part of companies a part of brands brands have you know done good by some people not done good by others and uh i just kind of was like you know let me put myself in a position where i can see the benefit of something that i can you know create that legacy of what i'm doing here in the space oh man i love how you advocate for um for the athlete and being able to you know um not let the brands use you, but you in turn get something from it as well. Because a lot of the time, uh, a lot of athletes get misused by brands. And the one thing that I have noticed since the beginning, uh, you've always been big on making sure that the, you as an athlete capitalize on it and not are you know mistreated or misused. Yeah. So I gotta, you know, I gotta shed some light on that, man. Yeah, and, and that's a that's a huge part of it because a brand is going to do what a brand's supposed to do, do, right? It's supposed to make revenue. It's supposed to make money. In. And they do that off of the likeness of athletes, right? So like, sure. if you know you have a likeness and you know you have a following and you just know you have something, it's like, instead of giving yourself to someone, it's like, well, make sure you compensate the, the proper way for it. Absolutely. Um, or even if you're not compensated upfront the proper way, make sure longevity wise, you know, it's like, I'm gonna bring something in from this. And so that was the idea with me just wanting to collab and create certain things with companies where it's just like, um, I got a black and gold um, lift heavy often barbell coming out with True Grit that comes out October 17th. And so it was the same thing where it was just like, y'all can use my likeness and make me post lifting with y'all's barbells and with y'all's runner and all this cool stuff, which is cool, but it's like, what if y'all just gave me my own barbell and let me push it, let me market it and see the feedback from the community that want to support the things that I'm doing yes, and sir. what I'm bringing. Um, and that might in turn drive more traffic to y'all, but the partnership is more equal. Um, oh, I like that, man. Uh, so yeah, so um, there's a lot of things coming into works with me. Um, not only the shoe, not only the barbell, but some other things that I'm not gonna talk about right now, but we will definitely uh, see in the light. But yeah, it was just, you know, like a Christian Harris, he has a likeness. Yes, sir. Um, he has a brand and um, like, 
people vibe with him. Like he, 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 he's, a, he's the vibe. So it's like, are either do it yourself or find a company that's willing to take your idea, your image, give you the platform so you can push it further. And then uh, y'all both benefit from it. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. Let's shed some light on Project Onyx, man. I want the people to know what you're doing with Project Onyx. I love what you're doing. But for those of the people who aren't familiar with the Project Onyx, I want you to shed some light on that because you're doing some great things over there. And I just wanted to, you know, give you a pat on the back for that. Yeah. Um, so uh, just to keep it, keep it all the way 100, grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I was just telling my Uber driver on the way here. I was like, man, we mimic everything off the East Coast. Like when I, when I get out here and see it, I'm like, dang, like, Yo, like New York was like the Mecca. Like that was like, they had so much influence on the way we dress, the style of music, how we speak, everything. And so um, growing up in that environment, it was like, once you get out, you realize how tough it is. Like when you're in it, you like, this is the norm. But when yeah. you get out, you like, dang, that's, there's no way that should be the norm. And so sure. uh, when everything happened, you know, with the murder of George Floyd and just things started kicking up, I was already feeling this way and I was already, my mind was already in this state. I think those things that happened in CrossFit um, with the OCO and George Floyd just sparked something to be like, what you waiting for? Like, what you waiting on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got a platform, you got the location, you got all the tools needed, let's get to it. So Project Onyx was basically created for me to give young black youth the same privilege that I've seen other communities and cultures get. Yes, sir. And the way I do that is by bringing kids into my gym and teaching them health and wellness and fitness. That's the first step, right? Let's get you mentally, physically strong. Let's make sure that you understand how to keep yourself healthy, not just for sport, but just generally, right? If you don't play sports, you still need to be in shape. You still need to be physically strong. You need to be able to take care of yourself. You need to be able to push yourself. You know, your lungs need to, you know, huff and puff. And so it was just basically like, I'm going to give you a space to work out and train for free. And then I'm going to put you on game. Um, because we're going to do that anyway. And so my thing was like, I started doing CrossFit. It allowed me to open my own gym. It allowed me to run my own business, invest in things that I want to invest in myself. Um, but it gave me the physical strength to be like, yo, I'm capable. Like, I can get the job done. Like, the ego boost was in CrossFit. Where it was like, I already thought this way. I already had it. But it was like, now that I'm physically stronger, like, dang, like, I'm a monster. Like, I'm a beast. So it was like, I'm going to put y'all on game. If y'all own your own gym, the reason why I own my own gym is because it allows me to provide, it provides me for, to have time with my children. Any time yes, of the day. Sir. I don't have to ask anybody. I don't have to be like, yo, can I call off my son's sick? Hey, I can't come to work. It's okay if I bring my kids. It's like, no. When my daughter needs me, I'm there for any little thing. When yes, my sir. sons need me, I'm there. I get to wake up with them. I get to, I get to just invest my time into them the way I feel like a parent should. So I was like, just say for instance, you don't have kids. If you have a gym, you have more time. You have a family member that you love, you can be there for them, you can support them. But the, the back end of it was like, let's sit down and let's talk about game and let me give you the tools and things that I learned from the hood, but also the things I learned once I got away from it. Yes, sir. Um, and let's get you mentally right. Let's get you mentally and spiritually where you need to be so that you can one, take care of yourself the proper way, but also take care of others if you need to. You know what I'm saying? Like you can spread this good word to other people around you. And my basic thing was like, I'm a young black male. Like my mama black, my daddy black, like my kids is black. And I'm seeing something happening in the black community that I'm, I was never not aware of, but it's like, how do I invest in that? Yes, so sir. my number one thing was like, I'm gonna get black kids to come into the gym. I'm gonna get them fit. I'm gonna let them work out, get them strong. 
I'm then going to utilize that to say, hey, yo, you want to start something? I want you to keep dreaming. Whatever it is, I don't want you to stop. Because around the age of 14, 15 is when the dreams cut off. It was like, yeah. yo, you know what? I got to play basketball to get up out of here. That's what I'm going to do. There is no other dream. There is no other. I wanted to be an artist, and I used to draw really, really well. And then I used to have really good penmanship, where I used to journal a lot. By the time I was 14, 15 years old, 16 years old, I'm like, nah, this ain't going to get me out. Yeah. So it's, it's no time for that. But idea-wise, I was really good at these things. But nobody cared. Nobody ever said like, yo, like you should be a journalist or you should you should write a book or whatever it is. It was just like, nah, like, bro, you good at basketball, like play ball. Yeah. And so for these kids, it's like, nah, I want you to keep dreaming because whatever it is you want to be, we can find a way to monetize it. Absolutely. Trust me, you can make money from it. So let's let's talk about these things. Let's have these things written down. Let's start investing in these things. On the other side, it's like what you're seeing in your neighborhoods growing up. Let's talk about it. Let's give you a space where you can vent and get these things out and talk about how you're dealing with so much information that you're getting, not only from the environment in which you live in, but social media. So it was just a space that I wanted to create for young black youth. And when I say young black youth, it's because that's what I prioritize. But any kid that comes in my gym is welcome. Any kid that walks in there, I'm gonna take care of them like they're my kid. Yes, sir. But I prioritize looking for young black kids. And so I bring them into the gym, I teach them, I work with them. Um, we have people on the board that come into the gym, work with them, talk to them, allow them to vent, speak how they feel, and then we just have discussion. I give them perspective about where I'm from, how I grew up, I let other people come in, give them perspective, and then on the back end, we do things like we raise funds and we do um, ask for donations because the money that we utilize is for the kids to experience CrossFit. It's yes, like sir. they go to the Power Monkey Fitness Camp, they go to the CrossFit Games. We took about, uh, I think, 10, 12 kids this year. Last year, uh, we took about 23 kids. So we let them experience that environment, that atmosphere that I was able to thrive in, um, that they can thrive in. Yes, sir. Um, we get them to competition so that they can test their fitness, work out, and have fun. We allow them to travel to clinics, whatever it may be, and we utilize those funds for other things like, you want to start a t-shirt business? Come up with a business plan. Let's sit down and do it together. Let's write down how we're going to do this. Let's envision ourselves being successful, and then when the time comes for us to invest, the nonprofit has the money, we can maybe invest in that, and then we can see what, what goes from there. And if it all fails, no hard feelings. We just got to try again. Yeah. And we got to figure out how we made the mistakes and, you know, and work better. But, yeah, Project Onyx, man, it's been, it's been two and a half years. Uh, right now, I want to fund a building and a vehicle. So, like, anyone that's hearing this, man, the biggest thing right now is to get a vehicle for the, the nonprofit because we're driving our own cars to pick kids up. Yes, sir. Um, and as we grow, it's getting a little tougher when we got 10, 12 kids, multiple trips to get to the gym at a certain time. And then I want to expand my um, my location where it's at. Um, and so I wanted to raise the funds so that we can expand the location so that we have more room, not only for the members that's in the gym, um, but specifically for the nonprofit so that they have their own side so that they can come in. Um, Cause it gets a little busy when we, when we got about 15, 20 kids in the class. Um, and we're just trying to maintain that with members in the gym. Um, but those are the two big things right now. It's like, let's get it. Uh, Let's get a, a, a vehicle to where we can pick up 10, 12 kids at one you time. Sure? And then let's get a facility where the kids have space, where they got a computer room. They got a gym that they can train and work out in. They got food. Uh, we got we service the kids by allowing them to eat um, every time they come to class. So basically, we got meal companies that give us food um, so that they can learn how to eat and make sure they're eating clean food. These are invaluable things that you're teaching these kids, man. And I'm, I'm sure they're super appreciative of it, hey, man. Listen, those kids... Um, Yo, it almost gets me emotional, bro. Like, they are so, they, they're they so into it, man. Like, they love it. Oh, I can see it. Um, and it's like, you know how, like, you do something for someone and you like, man, dang, like, they didn't care about that. Like, they're yeah. just kind of like, 
just take you for granted. Them kids don't do that, man. They sure. appreciate every bit of it, man. It, it just makes you want to go harder. So that's why now I'm like in this season where I'm like, you know what? I got to get a bigger facility and I got to I got to get a vehicle so we can, you know what I'm saying, pick these kids up and make some like legit trips together. Like when I host seminars, when let's have you off the weightlifting seminar, if I'm anywhere close by, like we saddle the kids up and we're like, who want to take the trip? Like who just want to go so y'all can learn, see me coach, see me, you know what I'm saying? And this could spark something in you because no matter what you're doing or what your idea is, like you can monetize it. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's Project Onyx in a nutshell, man. Hey man, I just want to thank you for creating that space for uh, young men of color. Yeah. And um, you know, because more often than not, they don't have that support. So seeing somebody like you who's a role model to them, you know, that's going to create a space where one of these young men or hopefully the group of these young men end up, you know, growing up and being productive members of society and then paying it forward to young kids behind them. Yeah, so yeah, man. I just want to give you big props for that. On brother. the back end, you're, you're an officer, right? Yes, sir. Man, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yo, I'm going to tell you this story since we're on here, man. You're a police officer. So I've, I've had a tough time dealing with the police. And when I say a tough time, like, nothing bad has happened just mentally. Like, psychologically, it's like, yes, sir. Mm, I don't know if I want to, you know, like, so uh, my next door neighbor is a cop. Okay. And he like, yo, I, I want to support the nonprofit. And I'm like, okay, like, all right. Like, um, you know, like, you cool, but like, all right, we'll, we'll see. It's been like six months, man. I've just been like, gosh, how do I, like, how do I open this door? Like, how do I, man, we had the best talk ever, man. Yeah. I went to the police department for the first time ever in my life. I walked in the police department when I wasn't in handcuffs. That was <laughs> the first time ever. And so it was just a, a, a it was a moment of, clarity of like I wonder how many black kids have been invited to come into a police station just to see it yeah. just to hang out just to get to know them outside of I'm in the cop car I'm suited up and I'm, I'm, I'm doing my job just to come in there and work out in their facility just to walk around and see it and it was just something where it was just like if I would have never took this leap of faith and did this I'd have never thought about this um, the police department in my city is like full-fledged one to support my nonprofit. And Love to hear that. Um, which was super cool because, like I said, man, it's been a mental block for a while just to, like, step into that space. But it was just like, yo, I've never, I'm 34 years old. I've never been to a police station, like, willingly. How many kids are, are younger than me, right? 17, 16, 15, 14 years old that have been engaged with the police, don't have a good experience with them. But also, I've never been to a police station. Just yeah. because y'all invited us in to be like, yo, come check the place out. Come hang out with us. Have a meal. Whatever it may be. I think that needs to happen more. And so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I know you're a police officer and I think about it, it was just like, yeah, how many cops have done that? How many cops have just said, you know what, let me give you a tour. Just come around and just check it out. You know what I'm saying? Like the perspective of what you see may not be exactly what it is. And if it is, let me help change that perspective by giving you some light. And then the other thing that's huge is like, I don't care who you are, man, especially coming from the black community and young kids in poverty. It's like, if I feed you, you're going to open up to me. Oh, yeah. We'll have conversation. Yeah. Um, and so uh, w- that's what we're working on right now with the police department in the city where it's just like, how do I get them engaged with the nonprofit so that the perspective in which we see police officers can change? Hey, man, uh, um, like that is huge, man. Um, there's a police department in, in Jersey, uh, Franklin Township. Uh, actually, he was on the seven podcast, uh, my band Bobby Brown. He's a police officer who runs CrossFit through his police department and That's does dope. a you know youth outreach, and so it's little things like that that make a difference that that change the narrative a little bit, man. And it's like pioneers like Bobby and yourself that are out here creating a space that you know 
underprivileged youth, and I say underprivileged because of the circumstances that you know we were born in, and yep. and not not a lot of us are able to make it out. But having somebody to look up to, and and say, hey, listen, man, you know, my guy EZ is you know from the same, he's cut from the same cloth that I'm cut from, and he is a successful man. So. Listen, man, big kudos and big props to you. If there's anything I could do on my end, yeah. you know, just let me know. Reach out. You know, we boys, so you just, just fly out to the morning. Need anything. Right, listen, I get out there, bro. It's not, it's not a problem, <laughs> Yeah, man. for sure. Just so I think it would be a little different for them to see me as a, you know, a black police officer and spending time with them, not in uniform, but just willingly because I do care about the future of young black men. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's I think that's huge, man. It's, it's, a, it's a part of me, man, that's just like, man, we've, We've struggled, bro, so much, man. Yes, like, we've been through so much, man, where I'm just like, I don't want to see no kid go through that. Like, I'm a father, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want my, I want my kids to, I don't want them to live with this idea-wise. I, I, I listened to a podcast, I can't remember, his name is like the Wall Street something, like Wall Street Hustler or something. Okay. Black dude, been to jail for like 20 years or whatever. Oof. And um, he said something, he said he, he heard some gunshots. And the kids were like six, seven years old. And he was like, they jumped under the bed, one went in the closet, and they heard gunshots shooting at the house or whatever. And he was like, it just hit me where I was like, how in the, how in the hell do these kids know the protocol when they hear gunshots? Because they're so used, to, used it. to it. It was just like, they shouldn't know the protocol, but it's just like, why do our kids know the protocols of like how to behave around the police or how to act around the police or yeah. how to not, engage with like or say this or that or speak around white people like how has society created this idea of like this is who we are and this is how we need to be and it's just like i don't want you to live in fear kid like i want you to live freely i want you to be a, a good person like i just want you to live freely knowing like nobody's after you like the world is yours to take over like yes, sir. whatever you want to be let's let's go for it it may not be what you think but like let's go for it like yeah, let's do it and so that's just my big thing when i when i think about the opportunities that i'm going to provide for my kids versus the opportunities that i had it's just like whatever kid come in my in my space uh, I, i'm game to help well you're changing the narrative yeah. man i appreciate you for sitting sure. down and having a conversation with me last but not least man what numbers are you looking to hit Today, as far as snatch, we'll start with snatch and then we'll work over the cleaner jerk. Uh, I don't even know, man. I'm going to let the energy take me there, man. Hopefully, I haven't. I, I powered 270 like two weeks ago on a fluke. Okay. Um, so I was like, dang, like I haven't even been lifting like that. I powered 270. My max power is like 275. I was okay. like, all right. So I don't know, man. I'm going to let the energy take me there on the snatch for sure. The cleaning jerk, man. I'm, I mean, Man, when I get into space, man, the music get right and everything's popping, like, it's going to be lit regardless. So, I'm well, going to be in some, the corner rooting for you, my brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping to hit some decent numbers, have fun with the fellas, man. That's it, man. All right, I appreciate you having this conversation with me, man. You know Keep it, bro. Keep doing what you do, my guy. Man, thank you, man. Yes, I appreciate sir. you having me on. Yes, sir.